1: Hi, everyone. My name is Valentin from the Podcast Network Asia, and welcome to the Podcast PH Talks. Last December 17, 2019, Podcast Network Asia held its second Podcast PH meetup and Christmas party at Pay office in Launchpad Building, Mandaluyong, together with our podcasters from the network, namely Rika Garcia of The Halo Halo Show. Stan C. of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, Delamar, Monica Francesca, and Jelly of the Eavesdrop, with special guest DJ Tony Tony of Boys Night Out. We talked about the difference between radio and podcasts, moderated by Ryan Joseph of The Generation Gap. The podcast PH Talks is brought to you by Paymaya. You can send money and pay your bills using Paymaya. To learn more, visit www.paymaya.com. Don't pay cash, Paymaya. What's the difference between these two platforms, right? So we invited uh, really special uh, people uh, tonight to talk about the difference between radio and podcasting. So as I call your name up, please make your way uh, up sa stage na to and uh, just take a seat. And uh, grab a mic as we're going to be having A really fun and casual discussion About our experiences with radio and podcasting How rude of me, I forgot to introduce myself uh, My name is Ryan, I'm from Podcast Network Asia uh, You can also hear me on 105.9 I do the news over there um, a, bu- a bunch of other things um, Also, I'd like to call on other people uh, Who are also radio personalities To be part of this panel Starting off with Rika Garcia Rika Garcia Monster RX who is also a podcaster, again, The Halo Halo Show. Uh, of course, one of my mentors growing up as a student jock, Stan C. from Wave89.1, who is one of the hosts of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Also, of course, uh, the people that I grew up listening to and really look up to, I'm talking about the ladies of the eavesdrop. We got Delamar, Monica, and Jelly Victor. We also have a special mystery guest who is on his way, fresh from his shift. (laughs) So with that being said, uh, again, we got the eavesdrop. We got Stan from the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and one half of the Hala Hala Show over here. Can you please show them some love? Round of applause, y'all. All (laughs) All right. um, I want to start with asking you guys a really basic question, which is, uh, real quick, What got you interested in being on on radio?
0: Alright, I'll start. Hi everyone, my name's Jelly and I used to be part of Monster Radio RX 93.1. I was their very first radio idol. That's how I got into radio. So they had a competition which was the search for the first radio idol. They were going to choose a future member of the Air Staff for RX by virtue of a contest. This is you know during the height of the american idol so i got in i was the one who won for the very first season um what got me interested in radio to be honest with you i never thought i would be on radio i never even thought that i would be a host i would do any of the stuff that i do now Um, i just saw the ad it was on mtv one late night i figured you know what i have nothing to lose if my life remains if I don't get in, my life will be the way it is right now, and it's pretty awesome. If I get in, oh, it's something new, something different. So that was how I started. I never really planned anything. <laughs> so there. Okay. Can I? Anna? yeah, of course. <laughs> um, okay, so
2: um, I've only been on radio for four years, but it's always been my dream. It's always been my end goal. And now that I'm here, it's it's super surreal. But I grew up listening to well Chico and Delmar. <laughs> I actually also knew um, Gino and Fran. Yes. Um, I texted before. Tapos <laughs> sinabi sa akin ni, because the question yun ni Gino was, well, "What are you gonna save if it's the end of the world?" Sabi ko, ah, ko the next the radio so i can listen to you guys. Tas sinabi niya, wag nyong text radio so i can listen to you guys. <laughs> like literally <laughs> who said that, Gino? Si Gino. On air. Mayabang <laughs> uh, Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that um yeah, i grew up listening to Chico and Delmar and Joe De Mango.
1: <laughs> like, Joe De Mango, yeah. Super
2: umiyak ako at the back of our I know, Kia. <laughs> like super emotional uh, kid. So um, ever since uh, you know, na realized going you know what, these are actual people and I could, you know, make it into a career. I'm gonna make this my end goal. And I remember at second year college my parents were asking me to take the ENMAT. Tapos nagpaka-UP ako dun. Like, I stood my ground Say so, ko, hindi. I have a plan to go on radio and if mag- kung lilihis ako sa plano na yun you know, it's not gonna happen. To, sabi ng tate ko, alam mo, taga So here I am and I'm so thankful for, well, Rx for, you know, giving me that opportunity. And yeah, and for, you know, everybody I've been listening to ever since. Yeah, Sarajo, really.
1: Jumping off of that, uh, fun fact, Rika and I actually come from the same university and joined the same uh, organization that catered to student jocks. And jumping off of that too, if Rika listened to Sina Delamar growing up, I listened to Stan uh, and the rest of Mellow ninety I was a Mellow ninety four seven kid. Um, sorry, I have to uh, cut uh, really quick, Lang, because our special mystery guest is here. Please uh-huh. welcome to the building, <gasps> Tony Tony of Magic eighty nine point nine.
0: Hello, mystery guest. Wait
3: now, why you guys? I need to say hi to some, the mystery but guest no, that I already guessed. I'll Right back, I swear. Yes.
1: Uh, while waiting for a friend, can we jump to Dell uh, and what got you interested in radio?
4: I wasn't interested in radio at <laughs> all. <laughs> no, it was just really a dare. So a friend of mine, we were taking the bus and we heard this plug that said, are you a student? Do you want to be heard? Do you want to be- go on air? And then my friend said, I bet you couldn't do that. I said, oh, I bet I can. <laughs> but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't serious. So we just, right. Uh, it was 97.1 LSFM they were the first ones to do the campus jock and uh, so I I, we got off the bus went to an audition and I got in and I thought that was it like okay, dare done I I won (laughs) but then I started enjoying myself once I got on air I didn't know that I that I knew instinctively what to do and then it just happened and uh, it lasted about 22 years, 23 years. Wow. Uh, yeah. Right. A mistake.
5: <laughs> God, been a mistake. Uh, what about you, Stan? Um, my thing started when I was in grade school like it's a love affair with radio like I remember being in grade school and listening to um, the cassette tape from Millennium the Backstreet Boys album that had I wanted that way on it and I would segue between that and show me the meaning of being lonely and I'd try to do my own spiels and stuff so that was kind of weird like as a 9 year old to do that right? and I was listening to 97.1 LS then growing up so I wanted to be part of the air check at the time and when I was in high school John Hendricks and Joe Spinner uh, they're now known as John Hendricks and Koji Morales. They did a talk at Saviour, and um, that day was Career Talk Day. And I went to their talk right after law school talk. So the law talk, uh, there was a Saviour uh, alumni who was like, "In law school, you will read 100 pages of a day, uh, 100 pages a day, tapos and daming readings na pinakita niya, right?" And I was like, "All right, screw that. I'm not gonna go to law anymore." And I heard the radio talk that John Hendricks and, and uh, Koji would talk about how fun it was to uh, talk about music all day, to talk to your favorite artists and all of that stuff. And I was like, I think this is something I can handle more, right? So I, I got uh, interested and when I finally graduated from Savior, campus had reformatted into Barangay LS. So that was a big bummer because I said, oh wow, like the one station I wanted to audition for, Hindi. So I auditioned for Magic. And uh, I didn't get into magic that, that year, right? Because, like, uh, at the time, like, my head wasn't on straight. Like, my goal was to impress this girl. It's Tony's no.
3: fault you didn't get into magic. <laughs> of oh, course! No. He wasn't there. He wasn't there.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the uh, uh, motivation was there was this girl I wanted to impress. right? And right. I wanted to show her, oh, yeah, you're missing out. Like, if I get into magic, I'll have this big dick energy. So that didn't happen either. And then the following year, I got into Mellow and then that's when my uh, journey began so like um, I trained as a student DJ there within a year I got my own show on the weekends and then from there I d- started doing the weekdays and then, you know doing a satisfying itch to like talk right, right. about that's music so and pop culture and all that good stuff nice uh, uh, speaking
0: of big dick energy Tony
5: your thoughts <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say that
0: <laughs> wait
4: how does she know you've got a big dick <laughs> energy. There, energy
1: energy,
6: <laughs> energy. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, uh, that's not true.
3: What? <laughs> What's not true, Tony? <laughs> it's true. What's not true?
1: Whatever Jelly's talking about, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, how did you get into radio? Um, it's funny how uh, it
6: was. It was ever since uh, I guess uh, before I even moved here. Um, I started. Uh, I was. I was really young. Let's say I ran away from home, and the first thing, or one of, the, one of the cities I lived in that my mom was trying to get me was to move to the States. Uh, I'm from Toronto, Canada, for those that don't know. So um, I lived in Boston, then I, then I moved to Florida, and I, did a, I was doing side jobs because I wasn't a, a U.S. citizen. I didn't have the paperwork. So I would do side jobs, or side hustles, they call it now, to earn. Uh, I was working for a clinic and then part time I would actually work as a filer and a coffee stir for some radio, uh, an island radio station. And I was like, oh, I want to do this. I want to just play music and just sit. Because the guy would just play music and sit and he'd get paid. And I was like, I can do this. Yeah, it doesn't that's require what skill. Do. It doesn't require skill. It's not intense. And you know, I mean, it's it's easy. It's easy three, three, three hours, um, and then they told me that. Uh, basically, he told me the truth that because uh, you're Chinese, and I wasn't even Chinese, uh, <laughs> you won't get a job here. Um, Asians like you won't get on the mic, and it kind of like struck me, uh, and it was like it was like a slap in the face where. I said, maybe I, I, I don't belong in North America. And um, long story short, uh, moved to the Philippines. Uh, I didn't speak Tagalog, as in zero. I couldn't, even, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even take a cab without them charging me 500 pesos back in 1998, 99. And um, so I would walk from Green Hills to New Manila, where I lived, because I couldn't afford a cab. Um, and... I, I remember that I, had, I auditioned I got an audition uh, it was a Casey's manager Casey Montero I was like and they're like okay um, this is my manager uh, can you book this guy he's, he's from Canada he doesn't know anyone um, an audition for something and then I was like okay I, I did I did radio television maybe I can do some news stuff and they're like okay uh, there was a there was a a channel called channel 7 GMA so they're like okay so I get there audition I didn't know what they didn't tell me anything. Teleprompter is there. Back wall, green wall. And I'm like, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> and... In a weather report in Tagalog. <laughs> in Tagalog. And I was like, oh my God. What, what is that word? And they're like, is this a joke to you? Why are you here? And I'm like, Honestly, I I'm looking for work. I don't speak Tagalog, but I'm I'm willing to learn. And they're like, we'll call you, we'll, we'll call you back. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. So I started doing side gigs like hosting. It was actually hosting that got me into radio. Um, I never thought of radio because it was always Tagalog, like LSFM, uh, ESFM in the cabs. So mm-hmm. it's only when I met. The guys of magic, my roommate that oh there's English they speak English on the radio and 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 uh it was kcfM I met you way back because one of my roommates, Manny, was doing a re- late midnight run on kcfm ninety seven nine ninety seven
4: no ninety three 93.9.
1: 93.9. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And he told yeah. me, come along, you, you ain't doing shit, make yourself useful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ride with me to the radio station. I was like, oh, and then I listened, to, I was watching them and I was like, wow, okay, this is something that I, but no one was hiring. I, I didn't think anyone was hiring. So from there, I was doing hosting gigs, bar tours, as now they're called ambassadors. Uh, but it was a... You promo Boy. Would, promo, promo Boy. Promo So my, my first gig was like, it was, there's so many. I don't want to name them. But anyways, I did that for like eight, nine months, 10 months, 11 months. And then a radio station um, was looking for DJs. And that was um, my first actual audition for a radio station. Uh, I didn't know why I didn't apply to the Metro Manila stations, or at least within the city of Makati or uh, or Ortigas. But my first not, my first thing was like I was intimidated because everyone had experience on the radio; they were so great at it, um, and I wasn't confident. So I went into this office in Makati, Bangkal. It was a house. They gave me the pap- the newspaper, and said, "Can you read?" I said is it English? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. He throws me a Philippine star. I read the front page and... No, he just wanted to see if I could speak English. So, first few words, he's like, okay, you got it. I'm like, oh, great. That was, that's it. And he go, I go, what slot am I doing? Six to nine in the morning. I'm like, oh, great. Fantastic. All right, I'm not a morning person, but it'll be my first real gig. Uh, or at least job. And... From there, uh, I was like, okay, I got in. I texted my friend. I'm like, okay, uh, where is it? What's what's the address? He's like, okay, it's past Tagay Thai. I'm like, fuck, Tagay <laughs> I live in uh, Mandaluyong. This is the hip-hop station, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the illegal station. Illegal uh, station. <laughs> uh, 107.9. Power, Nine. right? Yeah. Power, yeah. 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 So... Uh, I'm like how do I get there he goes okay here's a map you take a, you take a, wherever you live take that just get to Taft Edsa take a BLT bus and a 4am f- because if you miss the 4am you'll miss your show so I was like okay 4am take the bus and then you get off you take the Ternate Quezon Tayabas bus I'm like oh shit what the hell okay and then you get off uh, as soon as you pass the thank you for coming to, to Tagaytay I'm like how the fuck do I know that the thank you for coming and then you walk 10 minutes and I'm like where's the oh, stop wow. there's no stop you, when you see this house that looks like a Shabu house that's where you get off and then you walk 10 minutes and then you'll see a, a house with an antenna and it's overlooking Tal, Tal Volcano and then we're on the second floor I'm like alright and then I did that for 11 months so I, I commuted like an hour and 45 minutes every day Monday to Sunday um and back so two hours back and there was no TPLAC, so it'd be another two hours Cavite whatever I don't I was asleep um <laughs> and I did that for 11 months and then I finally Crazy. applied to, to ma- I finally applied to Magic and then um that, that was quick that was like 14 days I think that was one of the quickest hires uh that I've ever
1: applied for and got it. Nice. So, and
6: I've been there ever since. Don't do the math.
1: <laughs> uh, before we move on to the second question, I want to also know Fran's story. Uh, what got you into radio? It was oh. the voice. She told me this.
3: I know. What was it? <laughs> what yeah. got
1: you into radio?
3: <laughs> uh, when I started, okay, just to make a really long story short, I was pregnant. I was like. Seven months pregnant, nineteen years old, and I had just moved. Well, I was I came from New York, right? And then um, I had a really difficult time adjusting to people here. They were like, "I what's the what's the usual um, joke?" And then nosebleed, nosebleed,
1: yeah. yeah. What
3: the fuck, man? (laughs) God. And then if I say water, they're like, "Oh, you're asking for water?" Like, jeez, get a fucking grip. But anyway. I say that now, but at the time I was like insulted. I was really offended. But anyway, so I got pregnant. I was 19. Um, uh, before that, I was part of Radio One, and I was, I felt so attached to Radio One because it was people. There were people who were talking uh, my language, like English, and and I felt at home. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not ostracized. You know, nobody's ta- Nobody's making fun of me because I can't speak Tagalog. You know, and um, I still can't speak great Tagalog, but still. Um, but I didn't feel like an outsider. And it felt kind of like a home. Like, I found my Bercada, I found people who I can relate to and stuff like that. They were on the same wavelength as me. Um, so it helped me transition from thinking New York was my home to thinking Manila was my home. Because for the longest time, I thought, I kept calling New York, ah, that's my home, that's my home. But then after a while, I was like, okay, Manila's my home.
6: Cubao? New York, York <laughs> Cuba. <Cobalt>?
3: Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I remember auditioning and I was so big and then Louie, it was Louie and it was bang the 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 station manager in the program This was an RX. RX. I auditioned, and I and they said they needed a newscaster.
1: Newscaster.
3: uh Radio One Balangua student jock. And then um what happened was uh, they said, oh, can you do it? So they had me read. They're like, oh, we really like you. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Don't worry. My hospital's just over there. I have a driver. It's no problem. Just hire me, right? Stupid. Hello. Of course they didn't hire me. They waited until after I gave birth. And then they said, can you come into work? And that's how I joined radio. But if you Wait, ask Wait, that me, was a prerequisite? You had
6: to get pregnant to get hired?
3: No. It was a bonus. Oh. <laughs> I said, ah, this girl... 19 Buntis eh. <laughs> Perfect for radio Perfect for radio <laughs> Anyway so, But I remember When I was a kid uh, Growing up in New York I would make mixtapes I didn't know That they were that was that what it was called i would record songs and we would talk and i would we would share it with my friends i had no idea that it was like mixtapes mix
1: which tapes. i think is one of the first few things that they sat in on radio to talk over songs right
3: right. And, right and well and just to appreciate the songs
1: right exactly I think more
3: more than anything else like like oh i i heard this song i think you're gonna like this
1: song right to make playlists so
3: really about the music for me and then second was the talking
1: mm-hmm. So that's it That's, there. that's how I started uh, Now that we know everybody's stories I also want to ask you guys What do you love the most about radio?
3: Talking Shambra <laughs> <laughs> Talking <laughs> connecting, connecting with people
1: Connecting with people How about you guys? Because especially for Rika and Stan uh, You guys mentioned that this was your dream Like it was a lot To with Stan It was a long-term relationship with radio
5: So what do you love the most about the industry or the craft? Uh, that the KVP doesn't have enough people to monitor each and every single one of us. <laughs> now, uh, probably in, in the, the appreciation of the music, like getting to listen to like the new releases before everyone else does, uh, getting to share these things, um, being paid to actually share the useless information or the trivia that's in your head. Like that's a very underrated facet of the industry that I think um, not a lot of people get to appreciate right off the bat. And then um, just... Being part of an industry that has such a rich history, especially here in the philippines um like i'm i I'm, I'm I'm gonna speak like a fanboy right now and say that being here uh, with these names of the industry is a thrill for me. It's, it's crazy. Like, I was Very saying, I'm true. I'm shitting
0: bricks here. Mm,
5: like for our generation to be with Sinatoni, Sinadel, Fran, Jelly. What are you crazy. saying about
0: our generation? No, we're, I, I, oh. I, I didn't say anything
5: specifically. <laughs> oh shit. Uh-oh.
6: We went there. Huh?
5: <laughs> but being here is nuts. Like I didn't think I would be here. I didn't think I'd get to share the stage with these names. And that's crazy for me. What about Eureka? Uh,
2: for me, it's because I'm a very visual person. And for me, like, the thought of entertaining people without visuals is just so crazy. na parang even before when I was listening to, again, Joe Mango. <laughs> I don't I the other day. I'm gonna voice. take this next seat now.
5: <laughs> it's
2: his voice, okay? It's just that entertaining people with just your voice and your stories is so fascinating. Don't you find it so fascinating? Yeah, so there.
1: Where is he now?
2: Um, I think for uh, <laughs> a AM station, I believe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, what about you, Tony? Uh, what do you love the most about the craft? Um,
6: um, it's been two generations now. So each, I guess, when you think about it, when I first started, it was just trying to get a job. And then you just try to survive in this country that's just so difficult, making 3,333 pesos a month. Um, that was nine. Uh, and then you, I fell in love with the craft but then you have to tell yourself is it sustainable is it something that you you come to a a breaking point where you love it but can you survive and um, it was years like there was no boys night out so I was just living off uh, just trying to make ends meet and you kind of there were days and nights where you go can I survive on this salary for the rest of my life? 8,000 pesos, you know? Um, and what do I need to do to keep this going? And you, you only have that fire, that burning sensation, that flame. Um, I give it like, that's why I always tell someone who's, who's passionate, I always give them, okay, you're passionate, three years. I'll tell you, give you three years. Let me see. In my head, I tell the person three years, if you give up, I'll know where your heart is really at. And I stuck out for six years, seven years? Seven years before B&O. Seven years on the radio, 8K a month. Uh, I was making on power 3,333 pesos a month, um, way below minimum wage. Um, and the outtake now uh, is... Connecting with people, I think you can change lives. Um, you can change emotions. Whether you listen to my show, their show, your show, her show, um, the difference that you can make um, on a different on every every night when I'm on, um, and even if I have diarrhea, I have fever, um, so specific, a broken <laughs> hand. I've done it. I've done it. Oh. I've done it these guys like the guys that I've worked with they broken broke like ripped torn uh, foot I'm at the show I do not miss a show uh, no matter unless I'm in the hospital like I I have to be literally in the hospital for me to miss a show Um, 21 years now so uh, I still have it I still want to go to work every day uh, and I love it I love that each day could be different um, and I think the turning point was honestly was whether you like him or not was seven years ago is, is when we saved a life literally and I think as much as I hate him now Jojo <laughs> uh, the love survivor for those that don't know um, was going to jump off a building in Ortigas and he called the show seven years ago I'll make this quick I know these guys want to share um, and I didn't realize it till You know, a lot of people told me, you know, what you did, or what we did for him. So we brought. He was going to jump off a building on the on the 26th floor to a 17th floor. uh, After he had broken up with his girlfriend, his first ever girlfriend, at age 28 or 26, and he called the show, saying, "I'm going to kill myself. I want to jump." I I thought he was fucking joking, and he started crying like hagul gul, and I said, "Oh shit, this guy's serious." And then we kept him on the phone for 45 minutes. It was 2012, and he's still with us now. And he's still alive. Um, nice. So I took him for three years. I mean, you wouldn't hire a guy like that because he's annoying. I mean, it's not because he speaks... Uh, not because he can't speak well, but I mean, it, I, I understand friends of mine who listen to FM radio. And... It can get irritating because I've stayed with him for three years. Um, and then on the third year, I said, fuck it. I can't take you anymore. And, he, you know, he lives on his own. He's, he's renting my friend's house, uh, like another part of his house. So he, he's, he's good. But that alone, I mean, if I can save one life every day by listening to us and just changing a life to see that life is so so precious, so important, and that, as long as you're breathing, you will survive. Um, and it's resilience, and I want to keep on doing that, pushing that. You know, what I mean, especially now that mental illness is such a big thing here, and that it's it's not it's not taken seriously. Um, we can be that voice, and and um, hopefully, people here or people watching this will understand that. You know, as long as the ground that you walk on does not break, and you will survive. Uh, and it's kind of weird. Com- it's coming from a guy from Boys Night Out, but I was never like this 21 years ago. So it changes. It changes you. Radio changes you, and it gives hope. And um, hopefully, uh, we can get more broadcasters because there's only a few left mm-hmm. uh, that really love this craft. Um, is there money <laughs> after 20 years? <laughs> Fuck yeah! Now there is. But I mean, but
3: not at the beginning. Not at
6: the beginning. Yeah. There's no money
1: in it. I was so poor.
3: I was so poor. But,
1: <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, funny that Tony mentioned uh, the new generation of broadcasters because that was actually, um, well, that is my last question to wrap up the radio part of this talk, uh, which is if you guys have any piece of advice or if you guys have any advice to people who might want to be on radio or who who will be listening to this, uh, to this podcast and be like, hey, I want to be on radio too. Uh, what would uh, your advice be?
4: Well, I'd like to answer what makes radio unique
1: okay and for a...
4: you to answer a question like that you need to know the other mediums the medium which is newspaper tv and now we have this new animal called called podcasting so what animal. makes radio so different from everything else is that it all depends on the jock especially in manila you don't get a writer you don't get a producer You gotta do commercials, you gotta do the talk, you gotta know the music, and it's all happening, 10,000 things, 10,000 balls in the air. Not balls that you're thinking of. (laughs) But it's all there, and you gotta be quick. And you gotta have it down pat. You don't Mm -hmm. get it at the first try. You're You're gonna mess it up. But as you get it done every day, you get to know the music. You get to know commercials. And eh, on time po, kasi yung commercials, it's not in the com- in a computer. It's cart. Naka-tipa. So, lahat yon from the news to the music to your ad lib to it's all on one person. And that's what most people don't understand. They think DJs just talk. Heck no! There's an energy you're producing so that people will listen to you. There's a show that you seamlessly produce on your own. Music, talk, you make a theme, you make an energy, you project who you are, and that's how we connect. So what I like about it is, I didn't know I liked radio, to be honest. I just started talking. I didn't go by way of music, unlike Fran. I just, they hired me for the talk. I didn't know what I was doing. But when we got hired on TV, started writing for the newspaper, I started to go, oh wow, radio is a different animal. And then we started coming across people in the industry, like the big names, who said that the backbone of every broadcaster, seriously, is radio. The likes of, um, who's that guy in um, that black and white movie, um, Ed Murrow?
6: That's the 60s?
4: Yeah, he he was, these are broadcasters. (laughs) No, I don't know them. I was born in 1980. No, 80, No. (laughs) I just heard no. But then miens. you you see these names, right? And it, right? It's, they become good on TV because the backbone was radio. Because you understand the moving parts by yourself. By the time you get to TV, there's so many people involved. You've got a writer. You've got somebody, the cameraman, and they in the Philippines, the people on TV don't say what they mean, or it's not them that's talking. Somebody it's wrote a it prompter, for them, right? And so radio as a that's why I love radio. The truth is I love radio. And if I could go back to radio, I would. Kalang Ayo Tomorrow.
6: Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow.
4: I tomorrow tomorrow. So I'm really passionate this is the first time I've ever really talked about how I love radio. So to answer your question, this is the this is where you really build bones. If you're gonna be a broadcaster, and make your way even cross over to podcasting, that's why radio people are good in podcasting. They understand energy. The truth is when you start in radio, say, sila but Oi, kilala ka. but after the novelty passes, you understand that it's an energy long after it's old hat. You gotta create this energy now and make sure it comes from you, a little, well, a lot from you, and then once you hit somebody who calls you up or sends you a message, then this, it's a ping pong now. And it's this energy, it goes back and forth, and you love it. And for the three hours you're on the radio, you're alive and you think you're just sitting there talking, it's not much work. But the truth is I don't know if everybody felt this way. After you do a show, a three hour show, you're just so Super fucking drained. tired. Right, right. They think it's funny, <laughs> but it takes so much out of you. And then it you does. do it every
6: you day. You're just getting old.
4: Huh? You're, you're
6: just, just getting, getting old. old. I'm just getting old. <laughs> I just I, came from my show. I
4: either that or I give it my heart.
6: Right, Uh, that's why. Uh,
4: why So, is my idol. (laughs) And so, to answer that question, yes, and that's why I think you will hear people who podcast who come from radio. Uh The training comes through; you hear it, and they know how to create the energy. And it's nice that a lot of people will be coming into podcasting now Mm -hmm. from TV. Conan's doing it. Dax Shepard's doing it. You know, the big names are on podcasting. And what separates radio people is that we have that training. And they have to learn that while they're doing podcasting. I love that in podcasting, though, we're not edited.
6: Yeah. I think that's the best thing. Right, right. Yeah,
4: you can drop the F-bomb and nobody cares. Unlike if you do that on radio. My God. You know, KBP. advertisers, right. KVP, you're fired. Okay, I get Depends. it. Depends. Suspended. Suspended. <laughs> Depends. Paymaya's <laughs> <Hey>, here. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Hey, Maya. And so, hi John.
1: Thank you, Pay Maya. Thank you,
4: Pay Maya, <laughs> for yeah. that. Paymaya. So, re it's hard. You can't. Yeah. I, I, couldn't. I couldn't choose between radio and podcasting, right? Because I got my bones in radio, but it's helping me do the podcasting. Podcasting, though, allows radio people so much freedom. There's nobody telling you what you cannot do anymore. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what will you do when people are not telling you you can't do that? So what are you going to do? And I think as a testament to the Hollow Hollow Show everyone here all, I- in front, this is what we're going to do. And I think... Are you doing a podcast? Yeah. That's yeah. why he's here. That's why he's I here. That's why he's here. Nayan. Yeah. I'm thinking. Are you thinking about it? He's Are you thinking about it?
6: No, we have, we have one. There it's, it's, you go. It's, okay. It's actually about sex. <laughs> But I know surprise, <laughs> Doc is here. Docrika, she's she's the sex guru. Yes. Well, no, she's a sex therapist. So, right. Um. Wait,
3: we'll guest her first before you start your podcast, huh? We're going
0: to ask her right after this and we want her to guest
3: on the eavesdrop podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. There's Um. a a wealth of information there.
2: (laughs) Uh, I have many questions. Actually, just (laughs) building off of uh, what Del said about, you know, you're not going to get it first at the right time because I feel like I was thrown into the wolves. I was Mm -hmm. only like four months in radio when I was, uh, you know, I I was a guest host for The Morning Rush. And... Uh, I <laughs> I literally did not expect that wall in my face, and but now it it's great. But at the time, I was like, "What the fuck am I doing? Why am I here?" I was after Bea and Del and all the great people, and I'm like, "I want to cry every single day." But I feel like even if you get into podcasting, that's you know you're gonna feel the same way because you know you're putting yourself out there, and uh, with the creating and energy i actually just realized that this year because we've had uh well on RX we have like you know prod meetings i'm sure you know in other uh, radio stations as well and i see veteran uh djs where they just they they just shift their uh show names and what they do but it still works because they know how to work it you know they know how to build a show You know, that's like a, you know, the testament of, I don't know, Dr. Love and Rico and everybody there that, you know, that I I learned from. So,
1: right. Uh, Since we are already talking about uh, our podcast, uh, maybe we can circle back to the advice and the tips later on. Uh, But right now, I also want to ask you guys, um, when it comes to your show, like your podcast, what do you love the most about your podcast?
0: No I guess for for us, we've created this safe space, not just amongst us within the podcast, but even for the listeners as well. Yeah. And we often get feedback from the listeners saying how, you know, they feel... They feel better knowing fully well that they're not the only one because we end up sharing a little bit too much sometimes in the podcast, things that we regret after recording, and then we just message uh, Drew the next day wondering if we can edit those parts out. And those are the things that actually connects to the the listeners more and makes them feel like they're not alone. Because we're going through it. They're also going through it. And just some of them have never met us. Some of them didn't even know that we were on radio. But they just ended up coming across our podcast. But because we've created that safe space, they connect with us even more. They connect with us more than i i feel, i don't know about you guys but i feel like we have a connection with the listeners now that we've never had while we were on radio it's a different kind of connection i guess because we get to share more about us we really get to share us and who we are what we are about and that's what they're connecting with well i think i say with podcasts you know obviously it's your show you're producing
3: it it's your content you don't have a big boss to tell you oh you can't say this oh you can't say that maybe run. <laughs> maybe run. <laughs> I don't know now that we have sponsors I'm not sure Baskin Robbins that's wholesome, wholesome but anyway uh, <laughs> wholesome and heartwarming but, um, but the, the basic point there is that it's our show so whatever we want to say we can say it you know, and on radio it's just different because there's the whole politics of radio. You have people to answer to, which is rightfully so. That's the structure of it.
6: Um, When it comes to how Jelly and, and Fran and Delamar was saying how it's real, I think that's how Boys Night Out was when we first started, which we weren't allowed, and I said fuck it. And I said, we're going to do something different. We were going to do something different. Yeah, we were penalized. But because I feel that like in the Philippines, we never really truly express ourselves when it comes to our family. We always sugarcoat shit. So we only talk amongst our barcada. Oh, kumusta are You know, I mean, you never talk about sex. You never talk about... Mm-hmm you know, cheating about your close friends. If, you, if, you're, if you're the perpetrator, instigator, whatever, you never talk about your, your wild nights with family members unless they're the same age. Uh, we're never open about our private life to just anyone. And what we did was we opened up our lives somewhat. Not everything is true on the radio, by the way. <laughs> to the point where <laughs> we painted the picture so clear Each character on the show was almost like one of you guys. But we were saying it while you guys were laughing inside. Oh, ako yan. Hindi si ano yan. Oh, eto ako. And no one would take that because, like we said, we always want to be prim and proper in public, especially best foot forward. And we said, F that. Let's fuck things up. Let's be, we the worst case scenario. And now we're basically... The
1: worst case oh. <laughs> The worst case yeah, scenario. Yeah, it's so hard to date in this damn
6: country. <laughs> no one would date me because, you know, it's just that we've painted this really horrible... They think they
3: know you, no. But, but it's a double-edged don't. sword.
6: Mm-hmm. So you take the good with the bad. And, um, I mean, like you said, it's being real, but not. Mm-hmm.
4: I think on podcasts, you up the ante on being real. Yeah. yeah, Because there's nobody involved. There are no, you don't have a producer who tells you what to do, really. You can do it all on your own, do whatever you want to do. And then it, whether it's a success or not, depends on what you put out, and, but it's all on you. What I like about the podcast is you can't hide. With that much talk going on, there is no way that you can hide who you are. And more so if you're with people who keep asking you questions. <laughs> <Diba>? <laughs> but that's the, that's the beauty of it. So I think when because I'm, I'm probably the oldest here. Definitely. Oy. oh wow
1: okay. <laughs>
3: Isn't he older than you? By a few months?:
6: Do I look like I'm in I, your generation, oh wow. Oh, yes. I'm, oh wow! I'm in plant based now, so uh, okay. of, uh,
1: <laughs> you know when
4: I when I start because when I started, just for this, just for this, okay, <laughs> because I'm okay. I'm 46. I started in the industry at 19, mm. and I was there when the cho- the the guards were changing, meaning to say it was a boys' club. Women were never like a jock, you know, a real jock. You were right. a newscaster, you're just newscaster, either your a newscaster or you're uh like a sexy girl <laughs> not the okay, and then something happened, and this <laughs> on Romo- <laughs> but when I came into the industry, talk happened it blew the thing out of the water because it came at a time when internet was happening, texting pager so I'll just paint a picture very quickly of what radio was. They were cool. Hi, my name is, and you're listening to it. Time now is, but that was it. They don't say, they don't say what they mean. They don't. You don't. De- you don't get a, an idea of who are who am I listening to? Who is this guy? Which is what you, you're getting now from all these people that are talking because you have an idea of who Tony is, Fran, Jelly, everybody on this panel. And then when the talk happened women started being heard. We were now, from a newscaster, by the DJ. Once that happened, <laughs> you couldn't stop a girl from saying what they want to say, rightly or wrongly. So on the podcast, I feel like you just up the ante by being you. I mean, advertisers don't have a say. They can put their money in or out, but they, you can choose to say, go take your money somewhere else. I'm not going to change what I want to say. And right. that's a great thing Because you don't need transmitter You don't need an employee. All you need is an internet connection right. And a microphone, right?
5: I get that, yeah No, I think yeah. that's a great point What Dell was getting on Because um, they come from a time where uh, what, what they brought to the table was different And then we come from a time where It's hard to even find a niche in so like when I started in radio, everybody had a role that they had to play. So like a lot of guys were either you were uh, in the Boys Night Out archetype or you were in the mo Twister archetype or you were um, in the Boom Gonzalez archetype where you dabbled in sports, sports and right. radio at the same time. So for someone like me who had to come in, I had no background, no connections, no celebrity, family, DNA whatsoever. I had no idea what would set me apart. And I thought to myself, let me try the sports route. But when every other dick in radio was talking sports, how you stand out, So I I decided to uh, double down on what made me, me, which was my fandom of certain interests, which was wrestling. And um, like my rookie year in radio, I was already putting out wrestling references on air. And I was like, I don't care who gets this reference and whose head it flies over. If it connects with one person, which it eventually did, it would be a success in my book. The fact that people would get it when I say, I've got two words for you, suck it. Uh, it, it, it's something that would resonate with the crowd because uh, it was something that I grew up with that they grew up with and as a listener all they I wanted it. was someone that I could relate to and when I was growing up there was chinoy na radio DJ na someone who identified with being a Chinoy who grew up in a traditional conservative background or they who, never
4: said so or they never, or
5: they said, never so. Said, they said so they were never so, yeah. out about it they were never told that you had to have this career path Now, after you graduate from Savior you go to Ateneo School of Management <laughs> and you go on to inherit the family Business. Now, I did none of those things other than graduate from Savior, but I was able to establish that career path. Now, if I can do it, you can do it too, and that's the voice I wanted to create, especially for the wrestling fan who was so stereotyped into being like the fat incel who lived in the basement of his mother, no along social skills, which is totally wrong. And that's what led us to starting the podcast because like, we wanted to show that everybody had that background in being a wrestling fan. At some point in your life, it was cool for you. So mm-hmm. we started getting on people like Stanley Chi, people like Quark Canaris. They were our first guests back in 2015. People like Brian Wilson, formerly of One Direction. And you would try to send the message that being a wrestling fan is just like being a fan of Game of Thrones. Because every time somebody would come up to you and tell you, you know that shit's fake, right? I can just come up to you and say, yeah, so is Game of Thrones, asshole. Right, yeah. Like, you know, Amelia Clark isn't really the mother of dragons, ba?
1: So, but it's entertainment so, nah.
5: nonetheless. It, it's the same shit. Like, exactly. you know, that John Cena can't really lift 500 pound Big Show over his shoulders without Big Show's help. So, that's, that's the point we're trying, uh, na, na we wanted to bring forward that there's a voice, and it really uh, builds off of what Bell said. Na parang what their generation did, we just built from it and moved forward uh, and took it further.
2: Since you're talking, we're talking about, you know, the difference with radio and podcasting, you Mm -hmm. talked about just being you, right, on radio. What I realized also is when you're being you on radio and people don't like it and the bosses think that, you know, the bosses think that it's not going to fly, then they can just change your program or your time slot. Um, But when it comes to podcasting… You know, if you're you, you're you. Then if you don't want to listen to, you know, what what your interests are, they can just go to another podcast. And I guess that's also the beauty and the, the truth podcasting. is because
4: the owners of T V stations, it's they don't they don't provide content. And now the content is provided by people who don't own a radio station, a transmitter. Yes. Malana. So now the power of the people is look on YouTube. These are just people doing what they're doing, and they're not passing through any boss that tells them what to do and what not to do. So the truth is, podcasting is so democratic, so much so that at this present time, they think there are 750,000 podcasts all around the world. Can you imagine? That cannot exist in the many stations, uh, many TV stations. So we're democratizing. So yun lang, maingay na. Mm-hmm. there are a lot more choices and you can't have you can't be famous kasi dati you TV ka one time lang sa kilala ka now no more niche na so although you could be very popular with some sectors other sectors don't know who you are but right. that's okay yeah.
6: or you could have a scandal Del <laughs> What?
4: <laughs> Warm up for tomorrow. Bye going to for tomorrow. I don't know what to say.
1: Building off of what Dell said too, because uh, I think Rika and I, or possibly even Stan, um, the three of us grew up in a generation of radio where talk radio already existed. Um, as opposed to uh, the four of you guys, when you guys were growing up um, and listening to the radio, not saying anything. Not saying anything. But radio was so different uh, when you guys... Grew up and you guys were listening to, it and you guys were a part of it. Um, and we grew up in a podcast like era already on radio, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but with, with that being said, um, and I, I know that we are running out of time, but I want to ask you guys where do you see radio and podcasting, let's say five years from now?
2: You know what it was. It's, it's always uh, it always comes up whenever we bring it up on in, in, uh, you know the radio station that baka mahati yung listenership you know people are gonna tune out but I don't feel that way especially that but yeah uh, I don't feel that way uh, I think I can also speak for JC uh, unfortunately he can't be here because say he has a show but um, people want to listen to to you more if you have more to talk about. It's just like okay, I'm just gonna um, reference the sa video ni Will Dasovich, which was just, just just about YouTube. Kung nasisira ba nang, mga artista yung YouTube? I feel like it's also the same thing with podcasting. Because the point nga in that video is hindi nasisira yung YouTube. Actually, more people want to watch uh, YouTube videos about you know other Filipinos out there, and. Um, I feel like more people who go into podcasting, mas madaming makikinig and hindi yun mahate with the listenership of radio. That's just only me, ah. Yun lang nakikita ko in, in podcasting.
5: I'm gonna throw a hot take out there. Uh, for as long as there are more people who want to be relevant and be sick, they're gonna want to use radio as their vehicle. And we see that. We've seen that through generations. People who want to use the industry as a platform for them to just be famous to move on eventually, whether it's TV or modeling or acting or whatever they want to like get a themselves stone. into. Yeah, exactly. As a stepping stone. And let's call it spade a spade. That happens, right? Uh, so for as long as these people exist, there will always be the crossover of, of uh, demographic or of fans or of influence. It'll always be part of it. But mm-hmm. but uh, for podcasting, I like what we're doing. now. Um, there's actually a movement. I, I think the fact that all of you here are here. Uh, it's because there is a movement to take podcasting in the Philippines for because five years ago when Romoran and I started the, the SGP podcast, that was our original name, we were just literally screaming into a void. We had no idea if anybody would listen or even give a shit. So the fact that we're already here and that there are other podcasters, that people like Tony Tony, people like Dell, Jelly, and Fran, and Rika are, are, are moving from radio into the podcasting world really means a lot to me because um, it's about damn time that we're actually taking it forward.
1: Right. Uh,
5: what about the ladies? Uh, how do you see
1: podcasting or where do you see podcasting and radio, um, let's say, five years from now?
4: I honestly don't know. But I want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's that we don't know this new animal, but we want to put our foot in there and claim, you know, stake your claim. <laughs> you want to
6: put your foot in there?
4: I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know I do.
6: Yeah? It's that I kind know, of show, huh?
4: I like, do I'm so... I don't know if you guys... I'm sure you guys uh, listen to Conan. That's a big TV star mm-hmm. doing a podcast. A podcast, right. But he's pushing it to... A place where it's really amazing. I'm so happy that those conversations are on the record and we get to hear it. And that's what podcasting is, conversations. And they're there for posterity. You know, 100 years from now, if they want to hear about Tony Tony, they can just listen to him. Can you imagine that? That never happened. So I really don't want to predict because I think it's kind of boring, but I want to feel it. I want mm-hmm. to feel this movement that you know, you're know you calling it. And I want to be a part of it and hopefully go with the flow until I don't know where it goes. So mm-hmm. I'm just glad Podcast Network is here to you know entice people to try it. You don't need to be famous to do it. This could be your thing to say to the world and contribute. And uh, I'm just glad we're part of it. And I know
0: the ladies.
1: What about you girls? I agree.
0: I like that podcast really allows us... Just about every single person who has a voice... create uh, Podcasting creates an avenue for them to just voice it out... Whatever their thoughts are. And, you know... Very similar to what Stan was doing... Prior to this podcast thing happening... He was already... He, he, he was just talking to what he felt was a void... Whoever listens, you know... And, and that's what's happening now. You have thoughts you want to share... You want to have conversations? That's what podcasts creates, conversations. And I like that. I like that I'm part of that.
6: Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you, Tony? Uh, Five years? I think radio will still be relevant as long as the fucking traffic is this bad. Um, (laughs) God. (laughs) Um, what, What I do see, though, what I do see is we definitely need talent. Talent is what we need—writers, or even um, people who really think quickly—and of all, of all uh, genres, not just you know the the lip gloss, just to be in front of the, the camera or the 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 camera, the, was it webcam? Um, we really need a lot more broadcasts, whether it's Tagalog or English, both. Um, I'm seeing less and less talent. Because, um, sorry to say, but if the owners or the industry does not take care of our broadcasters on FM, there's no one going to be left. No one will be left. I mean, they'll come, and then they'll go. They won't stay 40, 50 years like these three girls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, these, they were, the dinosaurs were out, and they're still here. <laughs> so they were extinct and they're still around so <laughs> he's
0: it, talking
6: about dying and and extinct and, I, and I, I saw this long time ago you know, you know I, I haven't been single for 20 years for nothing you know because you can't afford to have a girlfriend when you, when you have a salary that's like you know so what where do you go when you get married you have to move on to better things because you have a family to support radio does not support a family and, and, and I want to tell the owners, the, the industry, if the sponsors, you know, if you really, really want to see this medium survive and take, take it to another level and to not let podcasting take over, then take care of the craft, take care of the, the talent because you're only good with the content that you provide. Because um, if you don't have this, and a lot do and have left, because they don't have this, um, some stay and, and and but it's 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 tough, and I'm we're scrambling trying to find talent. We're left with JoJo, so would you like to hear ten more JoJos on Boys Night Out? No, <laughs> I can't even have one. I can't take one. You know, we lose Dell, we lose Fran, we lose Jelly. You know, if I could bring them back, I can't afford them. They're fucking expensive. So, um. It's, it's really do, do I see podcasting taking over maybe not I thought pod- podcasting was gonna be big in 2012 I had invested in podcasting in 2012 um, I think you guys were part no, of it no, I heard about
5: Woosop but I was yeah. never able to get a meeting with you we guys we put up our
6: own studio just, just like studios, yeah. podcast network Asia 2012 13 we put it up 2012 it was up in 2013 I think it didn't last I mean, uh, we were doing it differently. Now, it's definitely the time. You know, this internet speed, um, Spotify. internet, sp- the, yeah. The I mean, everything around it complements it. So it's the right time. We were like early. We were too early. Um, we lost. And but you learn from it. And I and I always love this medium. Whether it's whether you're in front of a cam or not, the mic. And just being able to express yourself and connect um, is is very important for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably why, if anyone's been asking me, how am I able to stay in this industry? It's because people like you keep me up and keep me engaged every single night when I go out or during the day when I meet someone. It's content for me, so... Am I lonely because I don't have a girlfriend? Nah, <laughs> I have all you guys to entertain me, um, and keeps me thinking, keeps me going. And and, and um, I don't have time for that. Well, I don't. Even, I don't think about it unless it's I'm at you know downtime. Then <laughs> a, oh yeah, I've been single for this you know. But other than that, it's you guys. Um, that's what fuels me. I don't know how long it will fuel. The rest of us but that's what fuels me
5: i've got a question that i I, I, i'm sorry to hijack the interview away from you but like uh speaking on your behalf and on rika's behalf for people like us like uh to ask tony del uh jelly and fran like are we crazy for being here like knowing what you guys went through to get to where you are and seeing the landscape of this industry and then this medium emerging like are we fucking out of our minds to be here Right now, because what,
3: what he said, <laughs> to be where in radio or in podcasting, uh, both. both. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> honest, like, I like,
5: don't know when this will ever happen right. again. And we're um, gonna be in this space and right. we're gonna have this uh forum to, to talk about this.
3: I think, is it like, like you said earlier, right? Like now, people join radio for a stepping stone, yeah, yeah. But when we started, it wasn't like that. So, when you start radio, when you start a medium like this. It's not for money. Naman talaga. It's really not going to sustain you. So what do you do it for? You do it for the music. Or you do it because it's your passion. Or you do it because you want to disseminate proper information to people. Because you are a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. right? First and foremost, don't forget it. Diba? All the, uh, the frills that come along with being a DJ now, yun, that's not really important. What's really important is you're speaking the truth. You're speaking an unbiased information. You're telling people information. You're reporting these things. Diba? That's what you forget. So you're not crazy. Well, you're crazy if you're in it because you want a big You want big money. Diba? Or something. Or you want fame. By
5: default, I want the money because I'm Chinese. So like, I can't <laughs> right, but if you can't well, it.
3: <laughs> if you want fame and fortune, don't come into it. Because that's not, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's... Well, That's true. Hey, shout out to the
5: influencers, by the way. I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Huh?
3: I- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry uh,
5: I, I guess
1: just to answer your question too Because um, uh, I don't think you're crazy And my answer is actually what uh, Dell said I think in one of the episodes Of the eavesdrop uh, She said that radio um, So much of what being a radio personality is Is about preference And it's not about uh, how, how articulate you are I mean sure that is an important factor But um, for example for, uh, for me I grew up listening to you So I don't think you're crazy for being part of this panel. Uh, Does that make sense? Um, It's all about personality and connection. I mean, if you can connect to people, then I don't think you're crazy for being where you are at right now.
0: Just for those who are still on radio, just know that it is a responsibility that you guys are on radio, disseminating information. People are listening to you. There are kids especially who are listening to you who take what you say... (laughs) <laughs> who take what you say as facts, you know? Because um, I remember I was dismayed one time when I was tuned into radio and <laughs> the. Joke <laughs> lah. <laughs> Yon lagi naman, my gosh! There's nothing these guys will say that would still shock me nowadays. But I was listening to a couple of um, jocks on air, and they were talking about something and then this girl just went I don't know I don't know if what I'm saying is right but and then she she went on to supposedly say a fact and I'm like so why say it if you haven't checked it you know why say it like it's information you need to know if you yourself haven't verified that information so um, if you're going to be on radio, know that it is a responsibility. You have to be a responsible Mm -hmm. broadcaster because there are people listening. So you're not crazy. Have fun with it, enjoy it. It's an amazing job to have. Super fun, (laughs) but be responsible.
6: (laughs) Before I lose my train of thought really quickly, (laughs) Jelly has a strong point, but I just wanna say this is what's happening. So, our mentors are leaving and not passing the torch of the fundamentals of broadcasting because there's no money in it. And women, no, they want to start a money. family.
4: No, there is money. There's money.
6: Yeah, for your show.
4: <laughs> <laughs> for the morning show. There's a lot of money.
6: For your show. But you see this, it's a, it's a domino effect. You don't take care of the talent the talent will not train the next upcoming guys, and it it pains me because I'm not a teacher. I don't like teaching, but if you ask me to train you, probably I'll mentor you. Um, but I don't like teaching. So we've magic in itself. I can speak for our station. We've lost the mentors. We've lost the the ones that have trained and sits with you. Every day, unless well, boom sits with them. But I mean, training I think would before it'd be all day, every day. Weekends, boom's busy, so he can only do with the time he has. That's not enough to get great talent, you know. Before DJs had this prestigious um, ranking where credibility, integrity, shit, they're smart. I don't want to say anything now. I mean, I don't, no, no offense to the to the new jocks, but it's different now. It's a different ball game. Anyone can be a radio broadcaster without having the fundamentals. Jojo is a true <laughs> testament.
0: Come <laughs> on, he so says God. facts
6: that are bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> fucking wrong.
0: But totally. it's okay because it's coming from him. So everyone no. knows, wait, that came from Jojo. Let's verify first. <laughs> okay.
6: Okay. But, I mean, getting back to you. So, you get what I'm saying? So, the, the, the prestigiousness, the, 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 the credibility of a broadcaster on radio, you no not. Don't, you don't know. Our, Our show's different. We're corrupting minds of the youth. <laughs> that was the, the whole vision.
2: Actually, it's not I, about... Uh, can I just go. say, I'm so sorry. Like, my, one of my favorite... Uh, B&O uh, episodes was when you interviewed uh and Edgar, you guys were drinking, and I was thinking, oh. shit, I really want to graduate because I want to drink while on
5: air. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your legacy. Oh, <laughs> but
2: it was that's the best. best. <laughs> You've corrupted. It the best. I was laughing my ass off. Sorry, I'm tired. In B&O's
1: <laughs> defense, though, in BNO's defense, my favorite episodes of uh, the BNO is when Doc Rica is on because I, I get to learn a lot of things. Uh, speaking of Doc Rica, I think she has something to say
2: a BNO, and you can drink while on air. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I got the mic because I want to say something. As a mental health professional, when you said, um, Are we crazy? You know, there is nothing wrong with being crazy. As long as you know what you're doing, you love what you're doing, and that is your truth, you will shine and inspire in that craziness. I thank you, Bao. I guess crazy about
4: podcasts. Sorry, I just need to answer that because it's true if i listen to all the jocks you need to be crazy to believe that you you deserve airtime and everybody else needs to listen to you that is crazy but you're in the company of a lot of crazy people (laughs) and some of them are right some crazy people are actually amazing to listen to and they do stand up they take the risk they put themselves out there and you really understand that, yeah, you should be talking behind that microphone. The thing is, so many people want to try to talk behind the microphone and they don't have the chops. I'm sorry. I, oh, I don't want to talk about that because at this age, I never want to be one of those people who say, Nung time namin, ganon ganon, because all generations shit on the next generation. But... The truth is, we are all crazy to think that we have something to say and that others will agree with us or at least interested in what we have to say. But for some, like sorry, my favorites, you know, because I'm a big fan of, of BNOE. Eh? The energy for me, it, it's the energy they create out of thin air, man. Can you imagine, uh, Pay Maya, all the advertisers are buying air. It do, It doesn't mean it's not valuable. Who makes it valuable? The jocks. Yeah. The energy that they produce within two hours, three hours, then the sales can now sell it to people. It's crazy. But some of those crazy people are correct. So you got to know if you're one of those correct crazy people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry to cut this because we are running out of time. Uh, but before we do end this panel session, uh, I want to ask you guys, I want to circle back to my uh, to my earlier question, which is... Um, uh, how or sorry? What are your tips uh, for people who are aspiring to be podcasters or radio broadcasters? Tips uh, as as content creators, like what can you, uh, I guess, give us a piece of advice to people listening?
5: Uh, so yeah, I'll start. Um, be authentic. I think that's the easiest tip to share be authentic because whether you're listening to the radio or you're listening to a podcast it's easy to tell when someone is bullshitting you it's easy to tell when someone's talking out of their ass and talking about something that they know absolutely nothing about and um, I I guess to uh, be circle jerky about our podcast what makes us stand out is because we speak about our fandom We speak about things That are our truths Like we're wrestling fans And we're not ashamed of it Like we love talking about John Cena And Roman Reigns And Seth Rollins And all these names Right uh, Like we collect Action figures But Even though I'm gonna be 30 in a couple of months I have a championship belt That I had shipped All the way from the US And I went to Wrestlemania Just to watch it all live Because it, It's my dream as a child right so like these are experiences that I share and I put out there and the authenticity is what really will make you the most believable and what will ultimately make you credible
2: Uh, being the I guess I've only been on radio for three four years so I don't really have like a tip but I guess what I've been doing because I'm still a work in progress is to listen to other people you know to ask for help and that's what I learned with which I, yun lang yung ko because that's what I share because that's what I'm in now, which is the morning rush. It's to listen to other people and what they have to say. Because parang wala dun going to
1: grow. Eavesdrop? <laughs> uh, tips for content creators.
4: Sorry, <laughs> we <laughs> 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 um, Anyone can talk. That's the truth, right? Anyone can talk. The tip is, do you have something to say? Yeah. Don't waste time! Give up the seat if you can't. If you don't know what you're talking about, get out of that seat. I left the morning rush because I needed to give up that seat, because the conversation for me was changing, and I knew it. I wanted to talk about something different. Life was pushing me in a different way, and I knew I'm not going to waste time. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm not going to take that space. So if you want to be a podcaster, a broadcaster. Please know that you want to say something. And you got to know who you are to know what you want to say. Uh, that's it in a nutshell. The, the language, all of that can come later. Or you learn that from school. But the, the truth is that the heart of it all is, what do you have to say? Because if you please ibigay please, give lang to
1: Sorry to be bitchy. (laughs) No, I don't think it's bitchy at all. Uh, What about you uh, guys?
3: Okay, I concur. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long day, guys. We've been here (laughs) since four. But I I, I agree. I agree with what he said. You have to be authentic. I agree with what Del said, that um, you have to know what you want to say. I also will just bring it back to my main point as, if you're going to go on um, radio, this medium, or podcasting, uh, it's a responsibility. It's not a joke. It's not good times. I, not with Mo. If, I mean, it's not fun times. It's, there's a weight to your words. So be aware. So when you get behind that microphone, um, think before you speak. <laughs> or have an, a great producer... Who can edit in, oh, in post-prod. <laughs> but, but other than that, just, you know, um, yeah,
0: everything that they said. Uh, Jelly? If doors are opening up for you or a path is uh, being paved for you to end up on radio or podcasting, go right ahead. Do it. But put work into it. Do your research. Um. Be responsible enough to really work on your craft. Don't just go into it and just talk or go on radio and say whatever. Put work into it. You know, work on your skills. I I like how Rico was saying she knows that she's just new. So she's learning from everyone. Be that kind of a person. You know, learn from the people who've been there, who've been there the longest. Tony, (laughs) you know, just uh, you're in it, do it well. So you got to do the work behind it all. That's it.
1: Uh, What about you, Tony? Wow. um,
6: I think for this generation or the new ones that are coming up, I, I really think that it's what I was told getting into this industry My mentor actually said, know your why. Why do you do what you do? And when you know your why, you go after it and you don't let anyone stop you from doing it. Um, I found my why and I'm still doing it. But you also have to know that you're only good to your last show. Once you're off the mic, that's it. Next set of DJs come in. So I'm living my dream but I'm also trying to monetize it and trying to work for it. You know what I mean? You can't just let it just sit there, and hopefully it'll come. So every day I'm trying to find new segments. We are trying to find new people that would fit the show, fit how things are changing in our environment, society. Um, And we have to adapt or else we'll be like them off the, sh- the radio. By choice. Wow. By choice.
0: Wow.
6: By choice. That was by choice. They, they felt a it. a
0: lot, To. You want to show?
6: You want to show? You can come on my show. I'm, I'm hiring. Oh I'm hiring next year. But you will feel that. So you have to have this internal... I, I think it's... It's that I don't ever want to die. I don't wanna ever want to lose. But I never think that we're on top. Everyone says, Oh, you guys, you guys are... No, I don't even think I, I don't care about ratings. I just care that we're having fun. And I will always ask the guys, and we ask ourselves, we check ourselves. What do you want to do? Is this what you want to do? How do you feel? I mean, we always have to push each other. Because this show that we have is something special that doesn't happen. And, and I, can, I could not do it alone. I'll tell you that. Something that we have and all of us have here. It's the chemistry of the show. It's what bonds us that gives it that extra edge over any other show. So you can put us anywhere, give us a mic, and we'll know how we start, how we end. We can actually say things collectively, in sync, and we're just on that same wavelength. And, and it may be years, maybe months, maybe that you'll ever find that kind of chemistry but it's worth it. Put in the hours, put in the time, do your due diligence and, and hopefully that window of opportunity comes and you'll be ready for it. Um, one, two years, maybe not even. It took me six, seven years. So it's how, how long you're willing to, to invest for something greater.
1: Thank you so much for your time, you guys. On a personal note, I just want to say, uh, I kind of echo what Stan is saying because I grew up listening to everybody here. Well, Rika, not so much because I <laughs> are Tayo, of But uh, I grew up listening to you guys, so it's such an honor for me to be able to just simply talk to you guys and be here. So again, thank you so much for your time. Can we please give them a round of applause? Can I just... Uh
0: and if there's any can, one can, of you who just, would like to get into yeah. podcasting, the Podcast Network has the Podcast Academy. Uh, That's right. The bus segue. So just check out the website uh, if you want to know what it takes to set up your own podcast, what you need to do, who you need to work with. Podcast Network, Podcast Academy. Classes start January 11th.
1: All right, uh, thank you so much you guys for dropping by, everybody. uh, Please give yourselves a round of applause. Again, uh, this has been the second Podcast PH Meetup brought to you by Podcast Network Asia. Uh, Thank you so much, you guys.
0: The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia